On today's show, another amazing contractor interview with Mr. Scott Dibby. All right, let's get going with today's show with Scott Deming as he interviews another one of our successful members. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Cracking the Code, the official video interview series by Contractor University, powered by EGIA. I'm your host, Scott Deming, and I have a very special guest this time around, a good friend of mine. You're going to love this interview. Let's bring him in, Mr. Anton Martin from English Air Incorporated. Anton, how you doing, my friend? I am absolutely wonderful. Another day in paradise. Great yeah. to see you, Scott. You too. You too, man. It's just awesome to, to have you on. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So, Anton, let me kind of give you the lay of the land here of why we do this. Um, you know, obviously, this is a, a, an interview that get, people get to know each other. But the main objective is for contractors to give tips and tricks and advice and some things that may help them move the needle if they're struggling or they're trying to grow. Uh, I know you're very successful. You're a very big part of, uh, of the national heating and cooling uh, industry, and you've done a lot of work for manufacturers, for organizations like EGIA. So before we get into your tips and tricks and how-tos, Talk to us a little bit about how you uh, got started in all this. You're a long way from home. I mean, how did, how did this all start? Well, um, long story short, I was, a, I was a street kid. I had lots of hair. I, uh, I joke and tell people I, I was the black Fabio, you know? You know, I used to spin it around. Um, and uh, I really did not know what I wanted to do in my life. Career-wise, I was kind of a little lost. I'd always worked in the construction industry, roofing, plumbing, electrical, um, worked in a hardware store for a little bit. And um, I was working as a pipe fitter. i never forget this. I was working as a pipe fitter in the House of Commons, actually, um, working on steam pipes. I was actually a pipe fitter's helper at that time. Um, and they had an air conditioning guy. Now, we don't have a lot of air conditioning in England. And an air conditioning guy came in. And when this air conditioning guy came into the offices, everybody was like, yay, the air conditioning guy, he's here. And he hadn't done anything yet. And they were so happy to see him. And I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that when he walks in the door, everyone's just happy to see him. And it was the AC guy, because when people's AC is out, uh, they're happy when you walk through the door when things are hot. So you got into you got into the HVAC industry because you were starstruck or you wanted to be the person that everybody was starstruck over. <laughs> Not so much starstruck. I wanted to be the one that they were happy to see. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me ask happy you this. To see me, like, yeah. Are they happy to see you now every day? <laughs> they are happy to see him. It's it's funny. The joke we get is, "We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're gone. Please don't come back again soon." They tell people don't want their ACs to break. You know, oh, and, I know. Uh, it's a joke, and we joke with our customers. You only call us when it's broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you so, you know, uh, you're not there to 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 have beers with them. You're you're there to fix their their AC. Anton, talk yeah. about uh, English Air. How do I mean? I'm assuming from your background and from your from your wonderful accent, uh, I I can pretty easily guess where the name came from. But why don't you talk about that? So uh, 
a lot of I play soccer. Anyone knows me knows I play soccer, and a lot of Jamaicans and um, and guys from other countries, you know, because on the teams I played on, there weren't really many American players, and my nickname just used to be English. You know, the Jamaicans used to say, "Well, I'm English. English, how you doing? Pass the ball, English." So English air was just a natural progression. Um, because that was my nickname on the soccer field, English. I was English. Well, so now that we know how you got the name, which I think is cool, and from now on, <laughs> I am so glad you said that, you are no longer Anton to me. You are English. <laughs> well, it's funny. I've actually had some customers who actually think my last name is actually English. I was like, my name's English, but my last name is Martin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what is English Air known for? I mean, you, you're you in a market with a lot of competition. I mean, I know you've oh, got yeah. a lot of need. There's a lot of demand, yes. but there are a lot of contractors in your market. Talk to us about what you're known for. We are the inverter specialist. Um, we used to have a nickname in the industry behind the scenes as the experts expert um people knew that if they couldn't fix it if they couldn't get anyone to fix it call english air and we would go out there and we specialized in fixing things and jobs that other contractors would walk away from other contractors didn't want to deal with um and we got that reputation and uh and I used to love it. it. It was a niche. It was a niche we really found in 2008 when the economy went a bit funny. Um, but we was always known for just the quality of our work. Um, we always strive to do what's best for the customer in relation to the quality of our work, energy efficiency, equipment. Um, and, and it got us a really, a really good name. I mean, we've done work all over the nation. Um, we've done work in Nashville. We've done work in Pennsylvania. We've done work in St. Croix. Um, and we've been called to do this work because of our reputation. So did you, were you able to take advantage of the, the, the fact that you would do things nobody else would do? And could you capitalize on that? Was it scalable? Were you able to expand into other areas of the HVAC business? When you say other areas, what do you mean? Give well, me for you, more. for example, you said you started off just doing inverter business. Right. All right. So right. that's not all you do. No, we work on <laughs> anything air conditioning we do. Okay, um, that's what I was asking. But anything, anything air conditioning we do, um, but our specialty, our niche um, is inverters. And okay. inverters is the future. It's, inverters are taking over the market. Contractor who's not looking at any of the inverter technology is is like a cell phone guy not looking at smartphones, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Gone is the you know back in the day when we had cars and everything was mechanical, and now all the systems are electronic, and the inverters are leading the way with that. So you have to get up to speed, and it's very important to not only train contractors but to train the technicians to be aware of that. Everything's so, going that way. Talk, talk to us about that. I'd like to take this opportunity now for you to give a little bit of advice. Um, you know, you you are seeing a real shift in a technology and, and what, a, what a contractor needs to do, needs to know. Uh, talk to the other contractors out there because, you know, quite honestly, there might be others who don't really realize or recognize the shift as you see it and the importance of being able to adapt to that. Right. Well, just like in any industry, when a technology comes out, 
it starts off pretty expensive and you've got your early adopters and as time goes by it becomes more and more cost effective well manufacturers have continued to evolve so your average homeowner the most cost effective the best bang for their buck is a high efficiency inverter um with our utility rates and inflation going up 96% of what we sell new residential is inverters so it's really important for contractors to just keep their finger on the pulse because sometimes when we go in and and you know other contractors are saying hey uh, buy this flip phone we're saying buy this smartphone it can do so much for you you know the geo tracking um the ramping up when the the load is high the ramping down when the road is load is low um giving you comfort and efficiency um you know it's uh, for want of a better word it's like the tesla of the ac world the inverter yeah, industry yeah so beyond beyond staying up on technology and all the the, the shifts going on what else since you've been in business have you learned through either mistakes or challenges, or things that you've overcome, what has made you successful? What has made you so sought after? Again, I know that you did things other contractors didn't want to do, but if you could give one or two nuggets to the folks watching this, what is it you learned that you would say, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't do this, or if I were you, I would definitely do that. Give a, give a, give a nugget or two if you can. Well, I mean, the biggest, the biggest, Two big lessons. The one, first one from 2008. The big lesson from 2008 when the economy went, went wry was, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, expand, diversify, um, learn from that. The other side of it is live lean when things are good so you can live good when things are lean. I'll say that again. Live lean when things are good so you can live good when things are lean. Um, uh, and also listen to your team and keep your air on the, on to the ground um, and listen to your customers because your team is on the front line. Um, and if you don't listen to those people at the front line, you're going to lose the battle. You know, you've got to lean, listen to what's going on out there and what's and what's going on. And, and your your techs who are on the road every day, um, we have a wealth of knowledge in 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 our company. And if we don't tap into the power of our teams, we lose it. You know, um, I try not to run this company as a dictatorship. We're a team. We win together. We lose together. Um, and sometimes the quietest person on your team can give you some of the most valuable information from the front line. Yeah. So it's really important to, to listen to the quiet ones and, and teach the noisy ones to listen, you know. Um, mm. so listening to the team and, and just always kind of working a way to level up, you, you know, know, I, uh, I love the, uh, I love the quote, uh, live lean when times are good. And, and so that you can live good when times are lean. I mean, that's amazing, yeah. but I, I have to tell you what you just talked about listening to your team. I do a lot of leadership training programs and it's one of the things that I emphasize is leave your ego at the door. If you're if you're in a leadership position, you have got to be willing to listen to the advice 
of others around you. It doesn't matter what the position in the organization is. They may have experiences or knowledge or, uh, you know, an experience with a customer or another employee that you just don't have. So you need to be able to take that in and really use it. Don't just listen to them and, and, you know, try to pacify them. Really listen to them and really try to take advantage of the information. So I think that that's solid, solid advice. Thank you. Yeah, it's, Um, it's, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's, I mean, we can't overemphasize it. Um, One another big thing is I I tell my guys, you know, I don't mind if they make mistakes. Uh, We all make mistakes. Um, I don't come into my office as Mr. Perfect. Mr. Anton's fixed everything and can do everything. I come in there as, as as a student looking to learn from them. And when I learn from them, they're more willing to learn from me. You know, if, if I won't listen to them, they won't listen to me. Yeah. And you know what else, Anton? I mean, English. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to change it on my cell phone now. <laughs> you can call me Mr. English. <laughs> Mr. English. Will do. Will do. Um, one of the things, you know, again, I, I think that that advice is probably the best advice that anybody could hear if they're an owner. You have to be willing to accept the, the idea that you're not the smartest person in the room and you absolutely need to encourage healthy debate and ideas from others if you're going to grow. So that's, uh, that's a solid, solid piece of advice. Um, Anton, what do you think's going on? Uh, what, what do you think the future of this industry is? I mean, it seems to be alive and well. Uh, okay. How do you feel about it? Listen, um, I love this industry. I, I love this industry. I was a, uh, you know, I tell people, people say to me, you know, why did you get into the industry? And there are some stories, but there's another story um, that my dad told me. And he says, you know, at the Cape, they'll get rid of plumbers. You know, when I say the Cape, I'm talking about the um, the Space Center, because it was just around the corner from where my parents live. He said, they'll get rid of plumbers, they'll get rid of electricians, but they'll never get rid of the AC guys. And I'm like, why? He says, well, because AC guys have to learn how to do plumbing and electrical. Uh, so we have we do a little bit of everything and we also specialize. So your question is again, what's the future of the AC? What was your question again? I think I just waffled there, Scott. I think I just went off on the tangent. I don't think I even answered your question. No, you you, you didn't. You didn't. My question was, what do you believe based on your knowledge of the industry now? What what do you think the future of this industry is? And you answered it. You said, (laughs) your father said, they'll never get rid of uh, HVAC guys because they, they have to learn plumbing. We're, we're, we're essential workers. We're essential workers. I mean, with the advent of AI, with everything that's going on, um, you know, if I was, <laughs> I wish I got into this industry when I was 16, 18, 19, um, because this industry has so many opportunities, no matter what level you want to be on, whether it's manufacturing or whether it's sales, whether it's the engineering side, whether it's the installation side, the service side, there's so many facets of air conditioning in the industry. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know a more attractive industry to be in for the future. Yeah, it is definitely, it's growing like 
no other industry, and it is an essential industry. It's like food, healthcare, HVAC. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it without these things. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. You can't do it without yeah. it. Uh, and and you're in a market that you really can't do without it. And now look, all you ever see on the news or read in the paper or online is this whole, you know, the climate change is causing this massive heat wave, and they, there's there's no relief in sight. I mean, the more people hear that kind of scary stuff, the more they're going to know that they better make sure that their systems are always tuned up and ready to roll. Um, Not only that, just being on the cutting edge of energy efficiency as well, because our rates are going up. Yeah. It's getting hotter. And, um, you know, old systems are just not being able to keep up. Tell the folks watching, what's your market? When you say, what's my market? Your market, where, where do you work? Where? Oh, we work in uh, Orlando, Florida. We we cover the state of Florida. Okay, so you cover the whole state. We cover the whole state. Do you have more than one location? No, we don't. Wow. We're like, how do you do that? Wow. <laughs> it's called demand. I, I never forget the first time I had a customer ask me to go outside Orlando. And I said to him, why do you want me to go all the way down there? I'm sure there's someone good down there. And he said, Anton, we trust you. And I was like, I get it. Yeah, there you go. And that's not something you can buy. It's something you can pay for. He says, I know, Anton, if you go down there and it just needs a a contractor and a capacitor, you're not going to try and sell me something I don't need. We trust you. He says, I've got this house for sale. Actually, it was a famous boxer's house. Um, I went down there and he was pulling it up for sale. And I went down there. We took care of it. He said, thank you so much. We don't want to go anywhere else. We just use English here. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know what? Uh, you can't you can't have loyalty without trust. I mean, that's just yeah. part of the formula. And there's yeah. no correlation between a satisfied customer and a loyal customer. There yeah. is not. Uh, the definition of a satisfied customer is they'll stay with you till the next best deal comes along. The fact that he <laughs> calls you and wants you to travel out of town because he trusts you, that's loyal. And you can't buy that. Like you said, you have to you have to build it. You have to earn it. Um, Anton, anything else you want to share before we sign off? No. Um, I will say that we've got a generation of young people that are coming into the industry who think differently. They think differently. They're, what what matters to them is different. You know, yeah. we, you and I grew up in the old school, you know, blood, sweat, work hard, put in the 40 hours, put in the 50 hours, where a lot of these guys are just, some of them, the most, the, value, the thing they value the most is how much time off they're going to get, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the generation we're working up in. And, and we want to knock them and we want to criticize them. Um, but we have to accept them for who they are. And, um, you know, I've known some companies go to four day weeks and put guys on rotations mm-hmm. um, so that people can have three day weekends. Um, so we work hard not to burn the guys out, especially over the summer. But listen to your team and, and let's not knock the generation coming up. But let's see if we can work with them so that, you know, they can leave the, the place better than we left it, so to speak. Yeah. You know, yeah. A, a good environment um, and a good work ethic, because a lot of times we knock their work ethic. And it's not so much they, we knock their work ethic. <laughs> we come from a generation of overworkers. You know, my old man was a blood and sweat guy. 
Blood and yeah. sweat. Seven days a week, blood and yeah. sweat. I remember Christmas Day, we was digging a ditch. Christmas morning. <laughs> and that's what we were doing. And he loved it. And then he felt like he earned his Christmas dinner. Uh, but we have a different generation now. We have a different generation. And you know what? You're, you're right, though. We, we have to learn how to uh, work side by side with, with those yes. folks because it is a generational thing. And, uh, you know, you, you, as you said, you knock them, you're going to have a hard time recruiting them. You know, you have to be able, you have to be willing to, to do what, what matters most to them as long as they recognize that what they're doing is to be contributing to the company's uh, mission and purpose. Yes, definitely. Uh, my friend, you, uh, you were full of amazing nuggets uh, today. I so appreciate you and appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, anything else you want to leave us with? Uh, just that we love you, Scott. We love and appreciate all you do. And uh, I can't wait for us to, to, to sit down and shoot the breeze again and, and eat some good sushi. Me too. Me too. Anton, don't go away. I'm going to sign us off, but please uh, stay right there. Again, Anton, thanks for everything. My pleasure. Well, folks, that's it. Another episode of Cracking the Code, uh, the official interview series by Contractor University, powered by EGIA and our host, our guest today, rather, uh, Anton Martin, English Air Incorporated. Man, what an awesome guy. <clears throat> In addition to being uh, just a, a wealth of knowledge, he's he's a good friend. He's a good friend of me and uh, mine, and he's a good friend of the industry. So, uh, again, he's much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Scott Deming. Bye-bye. Awesome content right there from Scott, as always. Now, be sure and share this on Facebook. And if you're not a member, click the button below and get a free 30-day trial, giving you access to all of our amazing content. That's our show for this week, folks. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.